edition of Common Kaisers. I'm your host, Chris Eaton. And as always is. It's Arian, again. Stepped over you there, man. Well, also, to be fair, I fumbled the ball on that one, too. I did my norm. I'm like, we are your host. And that's the one I do with Jessica. So, Who? Mm. Just kidding. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So, buddy, on this... On this blissful winter night, it's we're we're in Southern California. We have a blizzard warning going on. It is <laughs> like a very snow. it is a there's very snow. cold night in, in snow Southern areas California. That normally, don't get, we had a water spout off Seal Beach today, and I missed it. Um, I'm sorry, I know. But uh, today, oh, this is this is the movie. So for those of you listening, when um, Arian pitched me doing this show. There was one movie that, like, he was trying to, like, he was, like, trying to define what this show is going to be. And I had one in my head already. I knew exactly what the show was going to be. And uh, it just took a minute for me to guide poor Arian into the direction of the movie that essentially defines what this show really is. Today's episode, we are talking about the seldom seen but utter masterpiece that is the seventh curse. Yes, we are. I am. It brings me no utter amount of joy. It brings like the fact that I have turned a man who, who, you know, you proclaim yourself a a pretty, a pretty solid horror fan. Do you not? I do. I do. And the fact that you've never, you didn't, you hadn't heard of this movie until I showed you the trailer a couple weeks ago. Yeah. We were going around, we were like, what are we going to do for the next few episodes so we can get a head start on this? And then we're pitching some ideas. Let's do this and that. And you hit me and was like, well, let's let's move out of Japan for a minute. We've been in Japan for the first three episodes. Let's let's go somewhere else. I'm like, well, we just got to go across the water to Hong Kong. It's Hong Kong. Oh, they make delightful trash. They make trash. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> trash? No. Nobody. I say no, no, no. Well, look, people will look at these this, some of these movies as trash will cinema. I look at them as masterpieces. Absolutely. This, this is pure cinema. This Absolutely. is Absolutely. There is a very the, the, there's a great interview with a young spry Martin Scorsese, like at the height of his power. This is um mid eighties. So, you know, we got Raging Bull, we got all you know, all the all the stuff that you taxi driver. And he's talking to um, to David Letterman. And Letterman asked him, it's like, oh, what, what have you seen this year that you really love? And he brought up uh, he brought up Scanners. The uh, He absolutely loves Scanners. Really? The, the David Cromer. He's like, this movie's fantastic. This is what cinema is. This is what you want out of this stuff. And this is exactly like when I, you know, my... I know very few things in life, but I know movies. And when I I, I get in, a, there's a joy and a kick when I recommend something to somebody who's never seen it, and they come back and it's like, my God. So <laughs> that's because that was the that because I asked I a couple of days ago I asked him did you watch it and he just gave me a simple, oh yeah, and uh, I'm like all right we save it for the show so couple of things going into this uh this 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 dissection and this dissertation of this masterpiece uh there are several versions of this movie out there so 
88 Films in in the UK just recently recently released a director's cut because in various markets this movie's gotten you know chopped up in different ways. There's there's from what I've seen the scenes are all there. Like if you get like certain DVDs they're there but they're like either out of order or dubbed over or in some cases the credits go right over them. But um we are watching what would be the standard version that made it, made its way over here to America. And that is a, uh, it's about 89 minutes. This is not a long movie. And my God, does it move at a breakneck pace? So that's one, that's, that's, you know, that that's one thing. The second thing is I've seen this movie about four or five times. I've only ever seen the, uh, the, the, the Cantonese version from Hong Kong. In its original language. That's how I first came across it. Um, there was a DVD release years ago that um, one of those, like, back, do you remember back in the early 2000s when there was like a ton of like little DVD companies are in? They were just yeah. releasing these weird niche films because they were like, they bought the library to something. So I forgot the name of the, of the company, but they would release like Hong Kong films, like dirt cheap. Like you could get them for like 10 bucks back back when DVDs were still like 20, 30 bucks. And I, I had been introduced to this film. I found a copy at um, Amoeba Records, took it home, fell in love with it. Um, that version only had the Cantonese version on it. So that version was stolen from me by someone who I don't talk to anymore. So I picked up another copy about a year and a half ago because I'm like, I've didn't realize I had I didn't have to sit so this DVD copy when I went back to sit down and take notes had something on it I had no idea existed that is an English dub I popped this thing in and it said audio options I'm like what do you mean audio options and I go and it says English dub I'm like you're kidding me I had zero clue there was a dub for this damn thing I turn it on, and in the first five minutes, the dialogue for this thing is what it was masterful in a showgirls esque way. And that is the copy, that is the version we will be reviewing today because inadvertently, that is the copy that Arian watched without yeah. even knowing it. I thought he watched the the, the sub version, but it turns out no. And I now I understand his complete bewilderment to this movie I just showed him because the dub just cranks the insanity up another like 11 fold this movie is already pretty nutty to begin with but when you're watching it with it outside of a bad Hong Kong dub is clearly this was dubbed in Hong Kong I, uh, the second they thought like I recognize the voice actors like I recognize and like if you watched like late era Godzilla movies to early 90s. If you watched like uh, Jackie Chan movies that were brought over here uh, at the beginning of his boom, uh, all that stuff. Because for, look, can I set the stage for this real quick, Arian? Yeah, go ahead. For those who don't know. So up until I believe it was 98, uh, Hong Kong was a British colony. So there's a lot of Brits living there. And English became one of the main languages there. So um, because of the English audience, they would uh, put English subtitles, hard subtitles movies, so that the, uh, uh, the, the 
English speaking residents could understand what was going on. And then uh, a lot of film distributors realized there's a market for these movies. So they would have actors in Hong Kong dub them and then they just import them out. So it was a big practice. Um, that is where you get a lot of people making fun of like when you hear Kung Fu movies and they're speaking and like the mouths don't move. It's insane dialogue. That's mostly because the Cantonese language is so fast. It's and it's such I use the word intricate compared to English that uh, it's hard to to fill in some of those gaps. So you have to be clever with what you're saying. That's why some, that's why some characters sound very odd and very off-putting at times. They're like, why are they talking like that? It's because they're trying to get the dialogue in in the amount of you know the frame time that they have and make it make sense. Sometimes try, works. try to make it sense. A lot of times it, it doesn't, and that creates almost um, like you can have a very serious movie, but the dub could turn it into a comedy. Um, I mean, shit, 10 years ago, uh, one of my favorite comedies of all time, the Kung Pao, that was literally what that movie was making fun of. I, I love Kung Pao. I love that movie. It's the dumbest movie on the face of the planet, and it just tickles. It tickles the, the 12-year-old mentality in my head. That, but that's for another day, another time. So now that we've set the stage, um, let's get into The Seventh Curse. And since Aaron watched it for the first time, I'm going to allow him to lead the charge. And uh, I'll be stepping in with, uh, with, with some stuff here and there. All right, buddy. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So off the bat, this is a Golden Harvest film. Golden Harvest are... Uh, You'll know them by the Ninja Turtles, the first three Ninja Turtle movies. They did Rumble in the Bronx. Um, they were, how do I put this? If Golden Era is Shaw Brothers, then 80s, 90s, early 2000s would be Golden Harvest. And in these movies, these movies, everybody, and I mean everybody knows Kung Fu. I'm talking to mm -hmm. the school teacher, to the cab driver, to the nurse. Everybody yeah. knows Kung Fu. Just so you know what kind of movie we're going to get to. Yes. There are movies that have a deeper meaning. There are movies, uh, you know, that take the fun out of things, like A24 movies. And then there are movies that you, this is, everything you see is what they mean. This mm -hmm. movie uh, doesn't mess around it's from the beginning. It is, yes, it is, yeah. how do I put this? You get what you pay for. When, a movie, when you're watching a movie called Seventh Curse. All right, let's start, let's start the movie. Straight off the bat, it is your it is the opening to the movie The Raid. You got a swat, you got a half of the police force trying to infiltrate a uh, apartment building. It looks like mm -hmm. there is a terrorist there is a terrorist uh, uh, activity going on. They have hostages, and uh, you know they're trying to the police are trying to get into this building. Terrorists yell out, "Hey, this guy has hold on." First, they're communicating with somebody. There's five terrorists, including one sharpshooter, correct? Yes. In the middle of speaking to, to the negotiator, the guy gets a headshot right through his forehead. And that's mm -hmm. where the movie starts. Yes. So you're like, what the? What is going <laughs> on? <laughs> this is immediately catches your attention. You're like, stop what you're doing. This is not a movie to be playing around on your phone with. This is, nope. is, you need to be watching this movie. Nope. All right. <laughs> then they're like, okay, great. The cops come up with this with this idea. They're gonna get. They're gonna bring in this guy who who you know, 
who is who is one of the bravest men in Hong Kong, and they're gonna they're gonna the whole their plan the cops plan is to plant a bomb inside of the terrorists' hideout. By the way, the entire time there's some music that's playing in the background that feels like it came out of an early Carpenter film. Oh, it's beautiful. It's that. It's It is beautiful. Okay, so you meet our main character. Who his name is? Think well. In this, in this dub, his name is. His name is. It's. Chester. 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 Chester, the most American name for the most Asian guy that you'll ever meet. The guy, the guy looks like he goes to uh, UCLA, man. He's got, mm-hmm. he's got a slick, slick back hair. He's got glasses. He looks really, mm-hmm. you know, he's got this whole, you know, cool aesthetic going on. He looks like a normal guy. Sure enough, he, he walks in there. He walks in there with a the nurse. The nurse, okay. who, by the way, is a report. She's she's some she's some up and coming reporter, by the way. Yeah, she uh, the, this reporter grabs a brick, beats the shit out of this, beats the crap out of this nurse, sorry, mm-hmm. and uh, and sneaks away behind uh, Chester. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, Chester gets right, you know, with an eye with an eyesight distance. The uh, the terrorists shoot off rounds. Chester doesn't move one inch. Mm-hmm. He walks in there. <laughs> You're like, whoa, this guy's a badass. Yeah. This is like some Don Fry level badassery. Mm-hmm. He walks in. He walks in. You know, he he he, he quote unquote attends to the uh, to the guy who just had a heart attack. Flips over. Um, flips over his his medicine case, or whatever. Turns out it's a bomb. It's a flash grenade. Kung Fu. Well, ensues. hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, Let's clarify. The reason why they get him to go in there because he is he is a super badass, but he's also a doctor. True. He's posing as a doctor because they said one of the hostages, because of the gunshot to their sniper. Uh, gave one of their hostages a heart attack, and now this is on them. So they negotiate to send in a doctor and a nurse to take care of the guy, not knowing the terrorists not knowing this is a ruse. Okay, so mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so kung fu ensues between yes. Chester and the, <laughs> and the just, terrorist. Just starts. By the way, just yeah, the, not even like not even waiting for the plan to go into action. Just comes in there and then this starts beating the shit out of this guy. Just like not like full on Jet Li style. And the guys are flying all over the place. Like they're going it, it's that it's that perfect example of like when you kick a guy so hard he goes through like a wall. He's going through a bunch of pre-stacked crates that are somehow there because they're in they're in some sort you don't even, they're in a warehouse of some sort. You just don't know what the hell they're doing there. So Cops come in and, and mm-hmm. try to come in because as soon as mm-hmm. the first cop shows up, boom, headshot, falls yeah. off the side of the building. Oh, crap. Mm-hmm. And then more cops come in. Eventually, some do the terrorists, and our hero gets away. Yep. Hero, hero gets approached by the nurse, finds out that nurse is actual reporter. Mm-hmm. Nurse follows the guy around. Um, uh, Chester gets into his sports car and drives off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it, it you i wish i could tell you this is made up but it's not this no, is it, it's 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 every dude fantasy like this is every dude's fantasy like just to go in as a one-man army beat the crap out of some terrorists and then drive away in like your hot rod like just exactly like, not like not by the way not a scratch on him no. like 
kept it cool, kept it kept, you know, not not exactly being stoic, but just kind of like, yeah, I know I'm a badass. I know what I just did. And just, you know, like, what? you ever need me again, Cap? It's almost like he's Batman. Like, he tells the Cap, you ever need me again? You know where to find me. So, Nurse chases after, after him in her sports car, right? Mm-hmm. And catches up to her, catches up to Chester. They meet at a red light. Nurse Turtles, I'm sorry, what's, what's the nurse's name? She has uh, a name. It, she had her, was it Susie? Suze? Oh man, I should have I should have taken taken down the names of all their 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 wonky Hong it's Kong. Not Betsy. Um, no. Betsy. No, Betsy. It? Yes, it's Betsy. Okay. It's Betsy B again, the whitest name for the most Asian girl. Okay. So Betsy catches up to Chester mm-hmm. uh, at, at a red light. Chester gets off his car, grabs a, a hose. Yes. Uh, attaches it to uh Attaches it to, to his muffler, uh, uh-huh. and then places the, the rest of the hose underneath uh, Betsy's car, revs up the engine, and I don't, not sure how this, how this how cars work, but absorbs the air from to the hose and lifts Betsy's car up. I, I got, I, I had again, I had quite, I've always had questions about this. It looks like this is some sort of jack system. That if you need to change your tire, like you inflate this thing so it'll go up and you yeah. pull it out. The most, by the way, the most pollution-inducing in, Jackson. It's actually quite brilliant in its own way because it's like, um, it looks like it's just this big kind of vinyl bag, and as long as it's hooked into the exhaust, like it's it's inflated and gets the car off the ground enough to where you can change the tire. I am ninety-nine percent sure that's what that thing is. There's Brilliant idea. No way in hell it would ever fly over here just because of standards and regulations. But it's I, I, there's a part of me that's like that's, that's <laughs> bold and genius. My God. But oh my just God. don't put your don't put your nose near it when you when you air it out. Otherwise, you're going to get asphyxiated. Uh, right. So so Chester drives off, and mm. cut to next scene. You see him full dressed up to the tens. This guy is. You know, he's, in, he's in, a, in a full tuxedo. He's at a party. I don't know yep. what time it is. I don't know how you go from from hostage uh, negotiation to party on the same night. Mm-hmm. It was a pool party. You know, he's, he's whining. He's dining. He's talking to everybody. And then sure enough, Betsy catches up to him. And uh, as he's and, trying to pick up on some chick, by the way, like he's yeah. putting the moves on this girl. And she completely cock blocks him. Right. Uh, so at this point, he leaves. Uh, Chester goes to his house, notices that the door's open. He's confused. Mm-hmm. He's a little hmm, interesting. And then he sees, he goes into his, he goes further into his, his house. He has a weapon with, it looks like a weapon. Could have been, I don't know what it was. It's, a piece, it's like an art piece he was using as like a club. He peeks over and sees a naked woman undressing herself behind some blinds, mm-hmm. like some curtain blinds. Sneaks up behind her and scares her and says, how did you get in here? I have no idea what this lady's name is. She says, the na- I gave the maid $1,000 to give the night off, and it's just going to be you and me tonight. And she lays himself, she lays herself across Chester's bed, and mm-hmm. right, right before it gets to business, Chester is attacked once again by a man that knows Kung Fu. Breaks yes. into his hands. Breaks into his house. By the way, hold on. we got to <laughs> set up this house. This is not a house. Oh, this my God. Hospital. 
This is a hacienda. This like, is this. This looks like something El Chapo would own. Like it's got like an indoor, like river. It's got a, like a, it's got a moat, right? It's got a moat that's got like this rock formation in it. It's multi-layered. It's multi-tiered. Like it's like up on like you know risers and stuff. This dude has like like expensive art from like around the world decked out. Like this dude has money. Like he's got like like he's got like f me money he's got some serious money and he's got he's a man of fine taste by the way we can look but you look at this house you're like my god this house has to exist because this everything looks like it was shot for the most part like on location except for the obvious things we'll get to in a, in a little bit so but you know what, you know what the place reminds me of remember mm. remember uh back in the day uh you would see penthouse magazines yes that's exactly what this place reminds That's, me of. You're spot on. This looks like, yeah, something that would be up in the, um, like up in the Hollywood Hills that was built in the 50s. And this is what everyone thought class was back in the day. Now, by the way, I'm not, I'm not denying it. That's a, it's a classy house. Like this is, this is an awesome house. I'm like, this exists in Hong Kong somewhere. I'm like, I'm like, this, this is like, again, you got money. Like you're throwing down and you're, it's, it's a, it's a house of a single man who, uh, who's uh, clearly uh, got some uh, lady friends coming over and uh, which is what leads to this whole situation until this mysterious dude breaks in and starts beating the crap out of him. They doesn't say fighting. a word, by the way. Yeah. Nothing. They just start fighting. No, no reason. No, just fighting. Mm. Uh, this guy gets the upper hand on him and he goes, mm. he, he, he has them, you know, he, they, anyway, they bring some stuff in the guy's house. Um, yeah. what's the weapon the guy uses? It's like a stick with a, with a knife, not a bayonet, not oh, a tomboy. I, I, I don't, I don't know the Chinese name up. There is a name for it. I know, I know what you're talking about. The, they're going to find that the, the intruder gets the upper hand on Chester mm -hmm. and says, you have to come back to Thailand. My name is mm -hmm. Dragon. Um, your blood curse is about to expire or something. Yes. And he goes, and then he, he goes like, "What are you talking about?" Chester like has he pretends he doesn't know what he's talking about, but of course he does. Mm -hmm. This movie's yeah. called Seventh Curse, and he he backs off and he goes. He looks over to the dragon guy. Looks over to this lady friend and says, "Don't have sex. You might yeah. you might <laughs> might relapse. Might, might relapse and just disappears yeah. into the night." It's the again like he tells him, lays it out. Uh, your blood curse is coming up. It's coming up to a year, so your blood curse is coming back. And then uh, meet me in Thailand in three days. And then finally, as he's walking out, this apropos of nothing, looks, oh, yeah, don't have sex because it might cause you to relapse. Like, literally, like, don't, I'm like, you're like, what? What? How? what the same person into, yes, what person ends a conversation like that? This man does. And he introduces himself as his, his, his Hong Kong, his the, the dub name is simply, what is it? It's Dragon. Dragon. This dude looks like Rambo mixed with Nighthawk from Mortal Kombat. Yep, and at the Chester at, during the fight, like claws like his his uh, gi. He's wearing like oh, a gi, right? And he's got like all these badass tattoos on his back. And he's like, oh, so you are who you say. It's like he recognizes it, but we're that gives us no indication of what's going on. So, so, so sure enough, Chester doesn't listen to this guy. No, absolutely not. He he gets he gets right to town. He goes. He goes right into it with his uh, with his uh, lady friend, and as mm -hmm. soon as as soon as they get busy, they cut to Chester's legs. And what do you see on Chester's legs, Chris? 
he's having he's the veins start bulging on his legs. And what do they like, remind you of? Yeah. Um, they like they're very they're they're well it's they start they start bulging like uh, I mean you see this effect it's it's clearly a um like a bladder effect um I don't know exactly what you're referencing but it's been like you see it a dozen times but his the top of his of his thigh where it meets mm -hmm. his knee mm -hmm. starts like starts pulsing like he's got the worst Charlie horse on the face of the planet. <laughs> And he grabs it like in agony, and you just see his his the veins in his legs are all like frozen up, like he's been like he's been doing squats for like the last seventy two hours. His veins explode, and that's what the yes. blood curse is. His his yeah. it's like a squib effect, and it blows it blows. Yeah. And it goes, oh my god! It, it's not egregious, like it's not like this gory like. It's like a it's just like a pop. And you're like ah, like he's like. And uh, that's that. That's, that's the point when he realizes, oh crap, I have to deal with this. Yes. So then he again smash cut next scene. Mm. He's he's at uh, he's at somebody's house and he's tell he's telling him about the blood curse. Turns around, oh, no, who is that, it? Whoa, did I miss something? Oh no. Well, we got to set the stage for who this person is. Oh right. Because well, first off, like you're right, smash cut. There's no such thing as transitions in this movie. Like they are <laughs> to the point. This is cut and shoot, and uh, we're introduced to none other, none other, none other than the great Chow Young Fat, who, by the way, in this movie, just I mean, look, he's like 33, 34 here, but he looks like he's in his late forties already, and he's he. We find out he's a colleague of Chester's. And he's this old, uh, he's his old professor. So these are both men of education. And he's just, he's chomping on this pipe the whole time. He's telling, just sounds like, yeah, blood, uh, uh, my, uh, my leg blew blood up curse. last night. He's, yeah. like, he's like, yes, it sounds like you're under a blood curse. Like, just at, like the calm, like, there's no worry, no nothing on his, uh, like, anywhere on, on his, on his face. Um, now, to set the stage, um, this guy um, is uh, he's Doctor Wisely. I think they kept the name in the movie too because it because it's an Anglo-sounding name. Now, Wisely is a character. So, you know, we'll save that. We'll save that for we'll save that for afterwards. So, Wisely is an important character in this movie. We'll just put it that way, and it, this will play into our ex explanation later. But it's just young fat going, hmm. Like he's just puffing on this on this pipe. Like it's an old wooden pipe. And it's like the most professor thing that you know you would see in the 80s. He's just like, yeah, yeah, sounds like a blood curse. Like it's just very like just very mild, like not there's there's no worry in this in, in, in any in the sound of his voice at all. Very confident. He knows exactly what he's talking mm -hmm. about. He's a he's not only a, a, a professor, but he is also a master at witchcraft or the yeah. education. He's the leading of witchcraft. He's the leading he's, expert on witchcraft. Exactly. And then at this point in the movie, we get this is this turns into the flashback sequence of yes. the semi origin story of this whole of this whole blood curse. Well, because you find out, really, why, well, wisely is like. 
You're not telling me the whole story here, Chester. So why don't you really tell right. me what happened? Like he's like he's like I know you know. Like why are you BSing me? Like come on, let's let's get down to brass tacks here. So go on. So then we find out that Chester was in Thailand, Southeast Asia, was in Thailand, looking for her. Yes. He was looking for herbs to find the cure to AIDS. Mm -hmm. AIDS that that AIDS. Yes. He's on this expedition. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh my God, I know this is why I love this dub so much. I, I'm 99% sure that is not what he was doing in the Cantonese dub. He was on an expedition. They were looking for son. And by the way, the expedition is one old white dude who looks like every professor that would be in one of these movies, and then the rest are other like uh, Hong Kong actors. So. Continue. So, so there's you know they have a little powwow and then and then they hear some 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 drumming in the back and the professor tells mm -hmm. Chester, you hear that that is the that is the worm tribe, and uh, they are preparing a blood ritual, but whatever you do, do not witness the blood ritual, and then Chester you know it gives them the old okie dokie. Yeah, cut to. Maybe a couple hours well, later, the second day. Yeah. Yeah. He goes wandering. He he, he wanders off. He 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 stands by a a, a stream of water. It looks like a lake, and he sees mm -hmm. this woman uh, jump out of the water. This tan, black, black-haired woman, uh, who we find out her name is. Her name is Baju. Baju. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chester is looking at her through her through his binoculars. He freaks out, drops his binoculars. Uh, this woman is wearing a see-through white shirt, and it she's wet. So you, there's not a lot left to the imagination. You see everything. Uh, yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She he approaches Baju and and uh, try, she tries to fix his binoculars. But she hears some drumming. She she hears some noise in the back, and, and she tells Chester, "I have to go." So she yep. she runs off. Uh, Chester goes goes after her, and then we are introduced to the Worm Clan. The Worm Clan looks like a bunch of foot soldiers from from Ninja Turtles, and then this Jimmy yep. Snooker looking dude. He looks like he looks like. <laughs> And it looks they're they look like they're at the temple of Fusla Doom from Conan. Yes, like it is. It is looks like like almost like right out of, like they're in this they, like it's this gigantic temple. All these dudes that look yeah, they all look like like the, the foot when they're training, when Tatsu's going through and he's telling them go play like doing that kind of like it's it, I there's part of me that doesn't doubt that they probably recycled all of the because this is only like. Four years later, when Ninja Turtles comes out, so I'm pretty sure they have those. Oh my god! Those geese yeah. sitting there, and they're like, "Use these. We already got them made up." And it's uh, an army. There's a ton of these people. This tribe is gigantic. There's like 500 of these dudes just kind of sitting there on and, screen. On screen, you can on see screen. all of them. Yeah, yeah. So uh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So Chester, yeah, so Chester, of course, after he not heeding the words 
You good? Yeah, good. Go ahead. Okay. So Chester, not heeding the words of his professor, because he's still, you know, being a man of intelligence and, and, and apparent dignity that he is, also says, oh, no, no, no. Come on, guys. We're going to go sneak off and see what this worm tribe's all about. And, of course, it all goes downhill. Yeah. He witnesses the beginning of the blood ritual. This Jimmy Snooker looking dude, I guess is the leader. Uh, what's his name? Mm-hmm. His name is Sorcerer Akbola. We find that out later. Yes. But just so we can reference him. Akbola uh, has a couple of people lined up. Looks like he, there's six of them and they're ready to be sacrificed. Looks like. Yep. And he, so he does there's, something. Uh... The transition is little... three women. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And he, he looks at them, and uh, pulls, something happens here. Yeah. There's a dagger in a box. And by the way, we have to make mention of this dub. Because in the, in the Cantonese dub, he's this very uh, imposing individual. Like, it's the actor's very given is like, oh, you know, like kind of more of a gruff voice. And he's dressed like the like the members of the Thuggy tribe from Temple of Doom, by the way. Like the it's very reminiscent, like the face paint and everything this kid is wearing. And he pulls out this 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 dagger. It's like this obsidian dagger, and tells his followers, like tonight we'll be making the sacrifice, and the dagger will choose the two who shall be sacrificed. And you don't oh. know to what yet. But he is interrupted before the ceremony can begin. He's interrupted by one yes. of the Foot Clan. And mm-hmm. out from, he pulls out, his, and then uh, uh, Aquila reaches in from his, from his uh, cloak. Oh, and, oh, oh hold, and, on, hold on, okay. I, yeah, yeah, we got to <laughs> set this up because this is, this is where the movie starts turning the dial up a lot. So, of course, in part of this lineup is this beautiful young woman that uh, Chester was spying on earlier. She's right. Everyone is garbed in these white clothes. They're in these white like robes, and they have this like dead stoic look on their face. And he starts, you know, he's like, "You're gonna, we're gonna choose and go through." One of one of the men stands up, and shouts like, "Wait, that girl there? She is the uh, the daughter of our chief. You cannot be serious. Like that that this goes against everything because you find out that she had." Uh, pushed away the advances of our of our uh, evil priest here, and so there's more of a personal vendetta against this girl for not wanting to put out for this scumbag. That's right. And uh, yes, so this gentleman gets up and tells, starts trying to rally the troops. But I'm just like, we can't look. We follow our practices, but we cannot allow this to go th- to happen. Like, no, no, no. This this will not stand. This aggression will not stand. And how is what? How does the evil priest take care of this this infidel? He reaches us from he reaches in from his cloak, and then the how do I describe him? Remember Spaceballs? Yep. (laughs) Remember the remember the chest burster from Spaceballs? The chest. Yeah. Yeah. That's that mixed with with. uh, the, the what's his name? Guado from uh, Total Recall. Actually, you know what? You you want to know? Person would remind me a little more of. What's that? The uh, the baby mon the baby monster from uh, It Lives. 
Oh, or eat the lion. yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, this this baby looking creature, monster, demon uh, lunges at him from from inside his club. He lunges, this thing is what, maybe three feet long? Uh, this tiny it, little it, it, thing. It floats. Yeah, it looks like a sperm with a with a, four arms and a face. And it's got it's got a head. Yeah. It opens like all the way. It looks like a Canadian from South Park when they talk. Like almost that <laughs> level. And it lets out this high pitch it's not a squeal. I would I can't oh I'm gonna put I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a clip of this thing in here because to, you have to see this thing to, to believe it. But this is the worm that the worm tribe um, bases their, their, well, partially bases their religion around. And this thing has got like four hands. It's like multi-limbed. It's got like a tail and this big ass head with these big bulging eyes. And it's just moves like the like like like, like the Zuni fetish doll from uh, Trilogy of Terror. As you know, that thing goes, ah like that. That's what it reminds <laughs> that right there. Its movements is that. That's what this thing is. And it flies. It, it, it flies. flies. It, flows, it doesn't yeah. crawl. It flies. It, it attacks the. And what does it the, do? Clan. It attacks the, the guy the protesting rips him to shreds. This guy goes. He is rips him. He oh. pokes holes through him. He rips him up. He chest bursts through his chest or his stomach, and he just eats. It bites yeah. into his neck, rips away the flesh. And by the way. This is where they turn the gore up to 11 because there's fountains of blood. And you see this thing just tearing into his neck. And the next shot is the dude laying there dead and this thing eats its way out of him. And it's just doused in blood and viscera. And it's and everyone's just like, like, oh, like, like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. And then they just, like, the, the priest is like, all right, come back. And it just, <laughs> just goes back under, under his cloak like it's a kitty. And just it's like exactly. picking out like what, what else is going on? What 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 else are you guys doing? <laughs> it becomes it comes out of nowhere. You do, there's no there's nothing that sets this thing up other than they're the worm tribe. Well, here's the worm, and it's this gig, it's this hideous abomination against nature. In the Cantonese dub, they call it a ghost, but that's because ghosts. What we think of ghosts and what uh, what what the you know the the Asian uh, uh, version of ghosts are two very different things. So they call it the little ghost there, but it, this thing doesn't really have a name other than it's the worm demon or something. They call it a demon in the dub, and it's under the control of the uh, of the priest. And so this thing just hangs out on him like Yoda on a freaking Luke when he's doing the training. It like it's bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers. This whole sequence happens in under a minute. All this blood gore. This thing is screaming. It's like, ah, 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 like this. And then it just goes back. It's like, all right, bye. And then we just go back like <laughs> nothing happened. And then we cut to the next scene, which is the... Uh, mm -hmm. He goes right back to choosing who he's going to sacrifice. Um, the, he points mm -hmm. the dagger to each so one. The dagger, let's, the dagger glows to, the, to the, those who will be sacrificed. Yes. So the priest... Points the dagger to this guy, it glows, and then he points another one, nothing, nothing, until we get to Baju, and it glows again. Mm -hmm. 
and then we are and then we get sent to the chamber and it is Baju and this other uh, tribe member they are tied up and they are tied up in front of a uh, in front of a coffin sarcophagus like it's something almost, rather... it's actually almost like a sarcophagus yeah yeah it's big it's heavy uh, stones yeah this thing opens up and out comes uh, tales from the crypt this was so crypt keeper looking guy wearing his costume is very interesting because I'm pretty sure that's the exact same costume as, as show enough from the last dragon it might have the same bag. Yeah. With, with, with like a headdress on it. With yes. the, by the way, same year this movie came out, so I don't doubt that they <laughs> saw that. Like, that'd be good. So, yeah, so the, the ritual is the, the two are tied up on these posts. Again, like Temple of Dooms, or like at the end of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And uh, the priest dumps just gallons of blood on top of this thing. And he calls, in the dub, they call it uh, Ancestor. And that's what they're being sacrificed to, the old ancestor. That's what they're calling this thing. And, of course, Chester had snuck into the temple, and he's watching this ritual go down. And the uh, the priest gives this, like, ooh, like, you're, you're screwed. And then tells everyone, let's get the hell out of here because uh, some carnage is about to happen. So, yes, so there's smoke that starts coming out of the sarcophagus. And then the thing... Blast open, like just like a bomb goes off and the lid just blows up, but you don't see anything at first until this skeletal hand comes out. Oh my god! And then another skeletal hand, and this thing raises up. And now this thing sounds like now this thing's roaring. It's like 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 that like, but much more like 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 deep and visceral. And it is literally. It's it's a skeletal puppet. It's a skeletal yep. puppet of this of this mummified. Uh, uh, it's a it's like mummified. Like it's still got skin on it and everything too. Sam Raimi, if uh, he would be smiling at the the work that went into this puppet, because what came out of this whole sequence? By the way, you thought the worm sequence was nutty. They're like, no, 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 no. That was just a precursor for what's coming next. This puppet gets out and it does a backflip. It backflips out, like falls, and it kind of stands up. I don't know. I got to give credit where credit's due. This puppet's janky, but it's also cool at the same time. And I don't know how they got this thing to move. Because there's clearly, like, you've, you've all seen really bad 50s movies where they had, like, the skeleton, like, moving. And it just goes, like, you can see it's on a wire somehow, and it just kind of, like, lurches. It does that, like, it's clearly not walking because it's being lifted, so they move. This thing, it's walking that line and walking like it's a proper puppet. Like, it has cool movements at times, and then at other times you're like, what are you doing here? What is this? What is going on? And... This this whole scene, this thing is now, and everyone's supposed to be terrified. But you saw this thing in real life, you're like, it's a, it's a skeleton. It it's looks like an skeleton. attraction from Pirates of the Caribbean, but yes, with a guion and blue eyes. And it, but its eyes 
but its eyes constantly glow. Like it just, it, it, it's got two eyeballs that are still real eyeballs. Like they look around. Like again, there, there's moments when this, you're like, puppet's damn impressive. But at the same time, I also know full well that this is a janky puppet. But I, I'm, I'm all in. I, I, I have to see where this goes. So at this point, we, we, we see our friend Chester, who's a complete badass, walk straight up to this pup, to this uh, ancient. Uh, what's his name? Ancient. Uh, they call him uh, uh, old ancestor. Old ancestor. Mm-hmm. Takes his gun and point blank shoots this thing in the head, and it angers it angers him. Uh, Kung fu ensues. <laughs> because when I tell you that everybody in this movie knows kung fu, even the skeleton knows kung fu. <laughs> it's it's the greatest thing. It's the greatest thing i i remember watching this the first time i'm like are you effing with me right now but there's a utter joy because everything is played straight there's no tongue-in-cheek today if any filmmaker did this today they would be going like oh come on yeah we know this isn't we we know this is kind of we're, we're gonna have a little fun with it no 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 this is played straight this thing starts blocking chester's kicks it punches him so hard he goes flying back like it's doing backflips it, it's bonkers does not begin to describe this fight sequence and it's beautiful it's absolutely beautiful it is so yeah it's it's a fight sequence between a, a man and a puppet and a puppet uh, and, he, and, and um, god bless god bless the actor he makes it work he sells it the entire time this this has to be the best man versus puppet fight scene I've ever seen ever in any movie okay ever I need to know because I only showed you the trailer and you got glimpses of what was going on in this thing but were you ready for what was for this sequence when this showed up what what was going through your head I was looking at this and I was like where did they go with this like how where is what is going because because at this point, after after this worm demon came out, I was like, all right, I, whatever I thought this movie was going to happen, I have no fucking so no clue. Sorry, um, I have no idea what's going to happen, but I, I want to see I want to see where this goes. And then sure enough, they fight, and I'm like, all right, I'm in. I at this moment, I, I at this moment, this movie be, stopped being a good movie and became a great movie. Yeah, I did. So let me like, there, there's a sequence. So Chester gets the upper hand for a second. Like he kicks this thing into the wall. And this thing goes flying. They throw the puppet against the wall and it like falls. And like it, it, you know, into shambles. It doesn't come apart. And so he, he runs over to try to untie the uh, the girl. And uh, she's like, hurry, hurry. And he's like, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. And, um, uh, Old ancestor gets back up and he starts, he attacks Chester while he's trying to untie her. And this is the, this is right out of Evil Dead 2 because you can clearly see the puppets on a rod at this point. So it's upper torso, the way they shot it. And they're just slamming this puppet into the actor. Like it just full force, like, like, like cannonballs into him. And they're doing it like over and over again. It's played completely straight. It's the great. It, it's 
it's right out of Evil Dead 2. And, and by the way, this movie predates Evil Dead 2. So while they're filming this, Sam Raimi's coming up with the with the disembodied torso of Ash's girlfriend with the chainsaw as it just keeps ramming into him <laughs> up it. Um and uh so the man he manages to get the, the demon the this demon thing off him for a second. It turns around and turns the tension to the other poor bastard that's tied up. Oh, and this part. This beautiful, gory sequence. Like the, he comes up behind the guy. The guy starts freaking out. This this demon puppet bites into his neck, and just a fountain of blood comes gushing out. Like it is a ridiculous amount. He doesn't quite decapitate him, but he rips. No. He separates his skull from his from his spine. Yeah. But there's like and a then, piece of like the the skin is holding it on, like the right. the head is just blocked over, and his right. spine is sticking out. The demon then bites, like Chris said, bites into his neck or what's left of his neck, and sucks out his spinal cord. And you see this, he mm-hmm. eats it like spaghetti, and you're like, mm-hmm. what the? What is this? Like who who wrote this? Who? Yes. <laughs> And it's like it's it they they stay on it like it's there's no cut like it's no. literally like it it's just like you the spine is sticking out like you see the vertebrae and there's just a little piece of the cord inside and it just starts like sucking it's it, it's it like spaghetti it's, it's a very lady in the tramp moment eating spaghetti like, <laughs> ah, like this while this is going on Chester manages to get the girl free and as they get free they turn around and. You find out why they sacrifice people to this thing because when old ancestor eats the spinal column, it, again you thought you you were done with the bat with the nutty. No 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 we're 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 just getting started. All right, what happens to old ancestor after he eats the spinal column? You see his face start to morph but you're not quite sure what is going on because you're looking at this thing. Your mind tells you it's a puppet. You you think it's mm-hmm. a, like a, a school project skeleton, but no, it starts mm-hmm. to stretch out and pushes out into the camera. His eyes start bulging and his body starts morphing. And you realize at this point that it turns into a monster and not just any monster. This thing looks like the cro- a cross between a xenomorph and a bat. This is what is going. This is not what I expect. When I thought of a movie called The Seventh Curse, starring Chayun Fat, I did not expect to see a xenomorph bat in this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, but you, you know the main like yokai, you know the main yokai from like Great Yoke, the one they put on the poster with the wings. Yes. Yes. It looks like that with like a xenomorph body. But you don't get a good glimpse at it. You just try to no. you try to figure out what it is. But yes, that's pretty give, much what this thing you, looks like. They give you a quick glimpse, but it's backlit, and it looks wildly impressive. Like you only get a few seconds of this thing. It's standing. It's it's huge, and it's backlit, so you don't get a good look at its features right away. But you're like, like it got wings too, like under like uh, like a bat under its arms, and you're like, what? the hell like at this point you're like okay you're either you're not in on this ride you need to check out this movie but 
I can't think of a of a sane individual be like, I got to know where this goes because this is still the backstory. This is like this they, is, yeah. They start the movie. We get 20 minutes in, sets up everything. Then we spend another 35 to 40 minutes. We go back to a Tarantino movie, and we get the whole backstory. At this point, Chester because it ain't and, done. And, yeah, Chester and Baju dip. They're they're laters. They're getting out. They're getting the hell out yeah. of there. Uh, our priest mm-hmm. sorcerer sends out the foot clan for them, and they get chased right back into mm-hmm. the uh, into their camp, where the old prof- the old white guy the professor is. Yeah, you know, base camp is like, mm-hmm. hey man, this is all your fault. Yeah. They come in and they rip the place to shreds. They kill just about everybody. Uh, no, Baju gets the hell out of there. Who knows what happened to her? They count. Everybody in base camp is dead at this point. They get they get impaled. They get except for right. Everybody is anybody. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So there's like four of them to get away because there's a jeep. Yeah. Right. So they get into this. By the way, this movie's not done giving you everything under the sun. So the base camp just gets in. Like when they run into this, they run into this tent, and one of their dudes has already been impaled. Like there is a cannibal holocaust. Kind of a Holocaust yeah. style, and he's filled with arrows. Like he's just been impaled, and he's got like a spike going through his mouth. And they're they're the 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 remaining people who have not been murdered viciously are taking refuge in this tent, and all the, the Foot Clan guys are like, "All right, light the arrows." They start they start you know volleying arrows that are lit on fire into this tent, and they realize, "Oh yeah, we're in a tent. This provides no protection whatsoever." So Chester cuts a hole. Tells everyone to get out. Another dude just gets hammered with arrows. Like, he just dies in front of them. There's a Jeep. They get into the Jeep. And, again, this movie is is nuts. But, you, my God, the, the there's production value in this. Because they have, like, 400 stuntmen running around on this set just causing chaos. They get into this, like, this 4 by 4 the, at the survivors game, the old so the old professor Chester and like two of the other dudes who who uh, who managed to make it out, and they start gunning it, and all of these foot dudes start jumping on top of the jeep as they're running. They're, the jeep is going, and there's like eight dudes hanging off, trying to shoot everybody. Like they got guns, they got knives, they are doing their damnedest to get in, and this jeep is booking it over like rocks and stuff. They're they're stumbling and falling off everywhere. I swear to God, a guy got ran over at one point. Like, these, yeah, these are not dummies. They are human no. beings getting hit by cars. This is a car. Yes, they're doing, these are not. They're like they're getting like flown. Yeah, it is impressive. Just I mean, another little thing. If this if that was just the whole movie, this would be impressive. But this is just one small part in a bigger grand scheme. <laughs> yes. You see a guy so, get hit by a car. Yeah, I swear to God, I'm like, that dude's dead. There's no way he's alive. Like, I've watched a significant amount of, of martial arts films. Like, the last time I, I – there's only two times I thought someone died. That was watching um, the sequence in uh, uh, the opening of Police Story when Jackie Chan's going through the favelas in his, in that car, and they just plowing through. I'm like, there are people, like, getting thrown around. The second right. one was in the remake to Born to, in Born to Fight when they're fighting on top of the two – uh, um, semi trucks, and that one right. gets kicked off, and he bounces in between the trucks as they're moving. And I'm like, I that sequence still makes me like, oh god, like I, I'm like, 
how did that guy live? Like, the, like the impressiveness of that stunt. Like, but by the way, in any other country, no way in hell they would allow anything like that to ever happen. This felt like, yeah, there's no OSHA rules going on on this set. Like, we don't care. You break a leg, go go patch it up, get back on set. The tr- so the jeep the jeep ends up falling over. Like they run, they literally these guys literally knock it over onto its side, and our heroes get get captured. Heroes being Again? Uh, Chester and the professor, not yes, the white guy, not not standing. Yes, yeah, not uh, giant fat. So they get sent, yeah. they get captured, and they are brought to the high priest. And the high mm-hmm. priest looks at them and says, "You two will be punished." High priest looks, mm-hmm. gets a bowl of of something, looks at Chester and says, mm-hmm. "Nah." Goes goes over to the old professor, pours a screen liquid on him, and it starts burning him. And then, mm-hmm. as a viewer, you think like, "Oh, it's acid, right?" No, yeah. it's not quite acid. It's acidic, no. burns his face, but it spawns worms. The guy is mm-hmm. has worms coming out of his body. He has worms coming out of his face. He opens up his shirt. There's worms there. He's growing worms from inside of his body, and they're trying to get out. Yep. And he he dies horribly. It's a horrible. This thing is getting oh. bleeding out worms. It is horrible to look at. For a gore hound, this is a beautiful sequence because and by the way, this actor's giving it his all. Like he's just like, ah! and he he does the thing like he gets loose and he starts peeling the flesh away from his face, like in chunks of it are coming off, like poltergeist style, like just chunks are coming off. Like you see like his jawbone and stuff like that. And then like his shirt comes undone and Chester's watching something. And they, Hi, by the way, you just mentioned like the way that the priest comes up, he's like, he looks at just like, nah, no, this is, I got something worse for you. And you're thinking like, like he's cold and calculated. You know what we haven't mentioned yet? Yeah. But the 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 dub voice for the priest in this movie. It sounds like a someone it sounds like someone thought the priest was gonna be an old witch. So it sounds like Yes. That's exactly <laughs> how I would describe it. It's verbatim. Like whoever dubbed this thing, it's like in the in the Cantonese it's very, you know like the deep like ah, it was a the, like i can't can't really do but this one sounds like someone was reading hansel and gretel and say yes come into my gingerbread house like it's this weird. is how this dude's talking it's weird it's, like when you hear frieza's voice from dragon ball and it's like that yeah it's like a that sounds like a female it's a feminine but, it's very feminine right so so yeah so the, the and by the way when this dude he starts reaching into his chest uh, like in like on his abdomen and he rips his abdomen open and then gallons of worms just all these like mealworms just start pouring out of him and then he dies horribly but he drops something as he's doing this like he's just withering he and then he drops, finally drops he drops like a magnifying glass or something yeah right yep so then the priest looks at the looks at the corpse of the dead professor mm-hmm. and then looks at Chester, reaches down, mm-hmm. grabs some worms, and force feeds it to Chester. Yeah. And now I think he cuts now, himself first. So right. I think he, right. I think, he, believe he, he, he cuts him. Yeah. And now now you see the origin of the blood curse. This is the blood curse. Yes. Chester starts convulsing. Uh, his his mm-hmm. legs 
you know, you see the veiny legs, it looks, mm. you know, it, it starts bulging and then boom, his vein, his bloody veins start popping out. Yeah. He, and, but it keeps going. He stops, he starts, you know, it, it looks like a painful sequence. Yeah. Chester sees that the professor dropped uh, a magnifying glass and in the middle of nighttime somehow gets sunlight <laughs> to reflect <laughs> from the from the, the light to the magnifying glass to the rope that he is tied to and it creates some sort of some sort of heat and he breaks himself free and runs off into the night. By the way, where he the, the priest does the priest does the thing every Bond villain does when he ties up his victims. He's like after he after he puts the blood curse, he's like, all right, I just, I watched the other dude die terribly, but I'm just gonna let you you know die on your own. Like bye, I got other stuff I gotta go do. Like I know this is gonna take a while, so I'll come back. That's and this is how Ch this is how Chester gets away. But like he's and by the way, not one like both of his like legs start like bursting like. Yes. There's just like, and yeah, they're like they're pop. You hear them pop, and each time it's like more painful. And uh, this is when he gets away. And now magically, we went from night to day. Like he just smash cut. He finds himself on on on, a, on the same. It looks like the same leg he found Baju, and he passes mm -hmm. out until he sees Baju in front of him, and he goes, mm -hmm. "Oh wow, you're here, whatever." Baju sees his situation, his bloody legs. He, is, he's, he looks like he's he's got he just got ran over, but he's bleeding all over the place. Baju then gets the bright idea to remove all her clothes in front of him. Yeah. So you see everything. It's, you see everything. Uh, yes. Grabs grabs very a knife. Very, very very. Grabs a knife. Uh, cuts cuts the the top of her breast. And pulls out mm. this ball, this cherry thinking. This looks it's, like a it's a weird orb. It's an orb she had in her breast. Yeah. Any other doctor would be like, you need to get that checked out. Yeah, it's exactly. breast. That's disgusting. I'm like, there's then, no scar on this girl, by the way. Like, how did this get in here? But she she just kind of like makes like a small incision and then just reaches in like it's nothing. And then yeah, this this orb that she pulls out, it's like a hard marble. And it starts glowing. Then feeds it to Chester. Yeah. And he eats it, he swallows it whole, passes out again, wakes up the next day, and his heels are healed. There is no blood. He's all completely healed. Yep. She's gone. Smack. She's gone. She, he, he leaves. He leaves. Smash yep. cut back to back to uh, Chayan Fat's house, where it's just him <laughs> and, and Chester. Chagan Fat takes a, a, a long drag of his pipe, you know, inhales it, and just mm -hmm. and tells and tells Chester, "You got to go to Hong Kong, or you're gonna die in three days of this blood curse." Yeah. He says once. So basically, he he lays it out. He's like, "So you say, you know, your leg." So he's like, "It'll move up your body until it eventually reaches your heart, and when it reaches your heart, that's that's where it'll kill you." He's like. I'm it's like so it started so I'm assuming you got about four days four or five days left so he's uh he got less than a week now in between all of this so while he's doing this uh uh, uh Betsy comes in and we yeah. find out that she's his cousin the Dutch Young Fat's cousin yes and we also introduced Charlie Young Fat's wife um, Sue which I don't even yeah Sue so. 
So while they're all sitting there uh, chit-chatting, she's like, oh, I want to go to Thailand with you. And he's like, did you not just hear the, the him telling this tale of terror? She's like, you know, but she's a scrappy young reporter. She wants to, you know, she wants to get the scoop. As he's I, getting a little worked up, he's like, no, his leg, I, his, his other leg burst. Yeah, and, and he figures it's been 24 hours since the last one, so if he maps it out, then he's, you know, his, his days are numbered. But can yeah. I, could we just talk for a second and, and let's talk about Betsy's haircut? Go on. How would you describe it? I would say like a bullet with bangs. Bangs with a bullet. Yeah, it's uh, oh, you, 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 know can, what, you know what? Do you remember? Did you ever watch Screen Three? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. She looks like uh, Courtney Cox nice. with the yes. yeah with the bangs of the with bullet. Whatever it's, with whatever was going on with that. That's exactly it's akin what to this. I, I won't say it's as bad, but it's an interesting choice. Choices were made on this. Choices were. <laughs> I don't think any any sensible woman would look at it like, "Did you do it yourself?" Like, why? Why? Like this? It's a haircut that screams, "I have no friends." <laughs> it's a haircut that screams, "I I make my own clothes." It's mm-hmm. <laughs> so. It, it's a kind. It's a. It's like. I work at the Buffalo Exchange. And <laughs> <laughs> Again, these were someone, she showed up on set. The director said, all right, let's go with it. Let's go with it. I said, yes. Again, this is, someone this said yes 19, to all this. This is 1986, 1985, whatever, when this movie came out. All right. So here we go. Chinese fat tells, tells Chester, go ahead. So, but, but, so, this, by the way, again, insane dialogue. Not exactly one-to-one, but this dub makes it even more insane. Tell Chester, you gotta go to Thailand. You gotta find this dragon dude. I'll join you in, like, two days. Like, I'll, yes. oh, like, I, I got some stuff I gotta take care of. I know you're dying, and you're my best friend, but I got, you know, I got, you know, I gotta get the house locked up. I'll see you there. <laughs> like, it's just, like, this very nonchalant, like, dude, you're not going right now you're not hopping them it's like no no you're, you're more than capable like i gotta find a dog sitter like that kind of thing like <laughs> you'll be there in two days you said he's gonna be dead in three like come on dude what the hell smash cut to the airport chester arriving yep. in thailand you can tell because there's mm-hmm. time written outside of the airport and he's approached by a cab driver and he says oh you must be chester my employer brought me here to take mm-hmm. you here takes his bags uh, Chester arrives at a hotel and notices that there is weapons of high caliber in his hotel room. This guy's got uh, uh, he's got like a, a grounded machine gun. He's got a he's got a, a rocket launcher. He is there. There's there's more Everything. guns than yeah. There's more guns than fingers at this in this room. Yes, like a, then, like like a Stallone like Stallone would be like envious. So how many guns are just strewn about? And this is Thailand, by the way. Like, it's just... Yes. Yeah, yeah. You need guns? We got you guns. <laughs> and then you see a red laser coming in from mm-hmm. the side of the room. And you, you, you Chester freaks out for a second. Gun goes off. And who is it? None other than our good friend Betsy with her haircut. 
and you look he at shoots, it, you're like, <laughs> he shoots a gun off in a, a hotel room into the so, wall. By the way, this thing into the wall, into the wall. By the, there's a, there's probably another room or a hallway. It went right through the damn wall. But it's like then she's like, hey, you like my new toy? You're like this. This and gun? Any responsible gun owner is like, what are you doing? Like, she's like, ha ha. Like, and by the way, this, this... is the biggest sight <laughs> I've ever seen on a gun. This is for the sight is I've never seen. I've not seen rifle sights this big. This gun is it's a handgun. It's like a Glock, and it's got a sight that's as big as the damn gun on it. You know what it looks like? It looks like Megatron's is alternate mode. It, that's the, it, I'm, you, you read my mind because I'm, I'm like that looks like the Megatron toy, but just that's exactly what it looks like. Yes, but bigger. And and Chess was like, "What the hell? What do you? You can't be here. I told you not to. I told you mm. to stay." She goes, mm. "I want to go with you. I'm going with you." Chester says, "Enough of this." Ties her, ties her up, ties her by the ankles and and, and by the hogtieser. Uh, hogtieser. Ties her. Ties. Tapes her mouth shut and and says, "I'm out of here." <laughs> goes and goes on his way to find this dragon guy. Finds. I don't remember how they. I remember when they get to the house, but how do they? How do they meet? They don't explain it. He just shows. He just shows up. up. He shows like up. This, he just shows up to like this abandoned area, and there's like this dilapidated trailer just sitting down in the middle of nowhere. And then the what are the the best pieces of dialogue said in this movie in this dub is drag he meets up with dragon thank you for coming I'm glad you came he looks he looks at at, at, at Chester and says you know there's a lot of there's a lot of evil forces going on here the the sorcerer Aquila has has brought all sorts of evil he's brought organized crime he's brought demons and they're here to, to work against us. Not even two seconds later, this old, this beatable house it just gets invaded by twenty dudes, and Kung Fu. Insists. He doesn't even finish his sentence. It's like he's like mid sentence, and then all the like when Chester showed up, no one. Like there, like the time between he shows up and this this quick soliloquy is literally like a minute and five seconds. In like mid sentence, just they they are bombarded with like these with, with the foot soldier dudes. Twenty so now dudes. You got not one. Yeah, we get like two dudes. Now you got. Now you have just another fight. Yeah, just a fight of of. You got you got nunchucks. You got sticks. You got pompas. You know they're just they're going at it. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's a it's a fight. It's a it's mm-hmm. a fight. And then from nowhere, you hear you see uh, a spray of bullets coming from a window. Mm-hmm. And sure, and who is it? It's Betsy. With the cab driver. Yep. Who came back for the scene. <laughs> and this guy she's like, what in God's name is going on here? By the way, she just murders a bunch of dudes. No problem. Then. No then, problem whatsoever. It's no qualms. <laughs> and then she grabs a, a it, you, it looks like an ornament. She pulls it off and then you figure like, that's not an ornament. That's a grenade. She throws a, a live grenade into this house and blows up like four dudes. God Ooh. bless this movie. God bless Ooh. this movie. This, this, it, again, we're only 40 minutes in. We're about 45 minutes into this movie by this point. We're halfway through. And it's been 
maybe 10, 15 minutes of like dialogue, and it's been just been non-stop insane crap happening left and right. Like this, like I, I got a feeling there was a longer cut, and they probably said, no, 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 we got to keep this. We the action has to keep moving because uh, <laughs> you're going to get bored if we have to we have to explain any, anything else. It's this whole scene, like, and by the way, the dragon and, and Chester are just beating the crap out of these guys. They're getting the crap beaten out of them until, yes, it's just, it's like the end of Rambo, uh, the fourth Rambo, when he gets up on the, 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 uh, the submachine gun and he just, just mows these dudes down. No, like, there's not, not at a sense like, oh, I'm taking it. It's like, no, no, screw these guys. Especially just, yeah, the, the pulling of the, of the grenade, the odds, like, she pulls her teeth. Tosses it. Oh God! This is again. You want every. You want everything. Here's the thing that, that during Dragon, when Dragon, minute and a half of, of his speech, we get because we find out like we find uh, out that since he's under the blood curse, she's under um uh, um uh, uh what, I'm sorry, I was so caught up with that. Uh, the the girl's name. Uh, the other girl that saved him. Um, uh, but Biju, Biju. Budget, yeah, she's been cursed. Uh, she's under the the cult. I think the worm, the worm demon curse. Right. So she has a separate curse on her head now too. So there's two curses. We don't see how she got cursed, but she's been cursed. So she is cursed. Right. So there's two curses going on. Smash cut again. Mm -hmm. Right after, right after she, uh, Betsy blows up, she throws his grenade, blow, kills like four dudes in the in inside of a land house. Smash cut to it's it's Dragon, it's uh, Betsy and and uh, Chester in a Jeep Cherokee uh, driving to the fort to <laughs> driving to the jungle, and they get to the, mm -hmm. to the, oh, a jungle, oh, an allied jungle. I believe they don't tell. Uh, oh, sorry, an allied tribe. Mm -hmm. They don't. Do they give the name of the tribe? No, I don't. I I didn't did not catch it because they might have. I, they might have been the, uh, the original version of this dub. They they don't. They're just kind of a. They're just throwaway. They're they're more bodies to be murdered later. So they they get off and they and they say, "Hey, buddy, remember us? We remember you, the Dragon. I'm glad you're here. You have to take my men. They took all our children. And there is no children. There is no more children in the village. They've been taken by uh, by the Worm Tribe. Temple of Doom so they, style. Great. Awesome." Great. They, they round up a posse. Why, and they did, go why, into, did, why did they? Oh yes. Why? Yes. They because they are. Children? They are. They this. There's a demon, a flying demon that needs the blood of a hundred children, and it's it kills mercilessly. Bit. It, it mm -hmm. kills mercilessly, mercilessly, and it will, <laughs> and it is horrible. And but they need to go stop it. Well, so you find out. Well, no, no, no. The little worm guy, the little worm demon that they have. Yeah. That's his little pet. Turns out there's there's an expiration date on it, and that every, every three, three years, years, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to sacrifice like so many kids in order to keep this thing under their control. Otherwise, it'll just go away. So they want to keep it under its uh, under its uh, under their 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 employ. They gotta they gotta go murder some children. Like this movie has everything. So <laughs> now. It's, oh, we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we will get to that. And so mm -hmm. now, <laughs> sorry. And now they are. They, it, it's it's Dragon 
and, and, and Chester and, and Betsy, and they're wandering through the forest with a posse, and they get ambushed. They get ambushed, they step on something, and this they, they step on, on a false trap or something, and they get a wall, a wall of spikes, kills half of the of the posse. This this one trap grabs the legs of, two, of this one guy, strings him up, and you figure like, oh, he gets strung up and that's it. Nope, the guy gets ripped apart. He gets ripped in two like Jurassic Park 2. The guy just- he gets bifur- Yeah, bifurcated. He just splits and you're like, what? At this point, I paused it, rewound it to make sure that I saw exactly what that was. And sure enough, he gets one leg, one leg goes to the right, one leg goes to the left, and the head comes off, you know, somewhere in the middle gets flung, flung off. Mm-hmm. At this point, everybody in the posse is dead except for Dragon and and uh, Chester. And out comes mm-hmm. out comes Betsy, and she goes like, "Oh, I know about these. I know about the Viet Cong. That's not mm-hmm. what we're getting here." But that she says that out loud. Yeah. And she goes like, "I know how to. I know how to trigger traps." She she throws a rock at something, a, a track a trap uh, triggers, and she, and she goes, "See, I got this. Whatever." She has an argument with Chester, saying like, "You don't need to be here. There's you know, there's no reason for you to be here, and you should just leave." And she does, kind of. She she takes a couple steps back, and then she falls into a pit hole. And Chester stops hearing noises, so she figures, well, she's gone, great, laters. Meets up a dragon. <laughs> doesn't take a second of thought, doesn't look around, just like, oh, it's quiet, great. She get accurate, Moving on. Like, yeah. Yep, doesn't matter, doesn't, doesn't matter. <sighs> Buddy, okay. Logic is not this movie's um, strong point, but it's better for it, though. This movie's only getting better because smash cut to mm-hmm. daytime. Smash cut to daytime, they are back in the Allied Village, uh, Dragon and and, uh, and Chester, and they are loading up. They're loading up. It looks, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're ready for the raid. It looks like it's the, it's like the third act of Rambo. They get all their mm-hmm. guns and bullets and bows and arrows. They strap up and they get in the Jeep Cherokee, and, in, and they go straight into the Worm Tribe's uh, layer area and just start mowing down dudes. Again, this middle of the day, you see everything. <laughs> I counted two people in the Jeep. Yes, it's just bodies, just bodies I... being hit by this. Jeep. Like I don't know how you act this. I, they I cut, just getting his Jeep. They cut to an exterior shot of, of the Jeep driving around the set of this tribe or whatever, and I count two mm-hmm. people getting hit by a car and not getting up. Mm-hmm. So I'm positive those guys got injured horribly. <laughs> and and then and then these two do something that I have never, ever seen in a rescue mission because they know they know that I, I don't know how they know but they know that uh, uh, Biju has been captured and so has mm-hmm. Betsy I, but mm-hmm. the information it is the information never, is not said yeah. never never but movie magic they figured it out yeah these these two take the Jeep 
up the steps of the temple. <laughs> they get the high ground. Really showing off. Really showing off that four-wheel drive. Like, it would, this is even, I'm like, this. that's wildly impressive. That, that is... That is a hell of a suspension on that thing. That's a well-made car. Yes. They get they they unload, they get off, they get all those guns that they load in the in the truck, and they just are most spraying down bullets down this pyramid temple thing and just mow down anybody who gets in the way. Just maybe mm. if there's 40 people on screen, 39 of them go down. Looks like looks like they kill that. The, the entirety of the Foot Clan of the Worm tribe. Mm. Yeah, it's something I've never seen ever in an action movie, horror, uh, comedy, whatever. <laughs> and then they enter the temple. The, uh, Chester's got Chester's got a shotgun, and and Dragon's got a bow and arrow. And every dude they reach, every dude they they see, in this order, <laughs> in this order, it happens. Mm-hmm. Dragon pulls back his bow, shoots him, and then Chester shoots him with a shotgun just to make sure they die. Make sure this guy's like, no, no, you need to be double dead. Yeah. Any remnant of the foot clan of the of the worm tribe is dead, double dead. And mm-hmm. and they and they make their way down the lair, and then you see you hear children screaming. And comes to the crown jewel of this of this movie. What do you see, Chris? So they have this gigantic stone pit, and there's like a red light coming out of it. And um, the there's a couple of these cult dudes, and there's two of them at the edge of the pit, on um, like the left right side. And there's a third dude who's just like picking up children, like they're you know like like he's shoveling them, and he just picks them up and drops them into this pit. And the second he drops him, the other two dudes start cranking these these handles, and there's these two stone slabs that just smash the the hell out of these kids. Each one goes in, another one, ah, smash, and just blood comes pouring out. And the evil priest is there, he's like, all right, I think that's enough child blood, and takes the blood (laughs) of these innocent children into this bowl. And goes off to this other, like this adjacent room, and he's like, "Ah, yes, like this is, this is what we need." So they're, this is how they keep this this worm demon thing under their 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 power. He drops into this other, like it's another like sarcophagus looking thing, and it's just filled with bubbling blood. It's boiling. It's boiling blood. Like it's boiling. Like it's, and it's like, man, they they they. They turn kids into orange juice, essentially. That's what this thing was. It's, it's Homer when they're like, dude, like before, this is how you can only get orange juice. And like he, you know, when he squashes it against his head to juice it, they were juicing children, essentially. That's what they were doing. They were juicing children. And to get the pull that they had, they went through the, like, they're not even, and by the way, Chester and Dragon are not even concerned with these kids. Do not give it a signal. They're like, oh, they're screwed. Just like, whatever. The the kids are dead. That entire village's like population of children was wiped clean. Because when you see the pool of blood, I'm like, you realize you're getting like what eight 
eight pints out of the human body. Like, this is like a swimming pool, like a jacuzzi of blood. So every child had been smushed into this thing. Like, they, like they're, they're trying to, like, make alcohol out of grain. They don't give it. Like, all right, like, yeah, well, that sucks to be them. And they move on. Right. They move on. There's no attempt to save any of the other kids. Nothing. Nothing. Like, eh. There's not, not even mentioned again, if I if I remember correctly. They no, just... it's never brought up. It's never brought <laughs> up after this. You see this terrible, horrific moment, and you're like, well, oh, yeah, that sucks. Great. All right, awesome. we got to get back to the mission. I don't remember how, but they find Betsy. Yes. They find Betsy. They find her. And they find uh, she's I don't I, I don't I don't know how but let's moving back they they bring her back to the village. Uh, well, the yes, village. they bring her back, but because the priest and everyone else is off resurrecting this the demon worm because they actually show the worm like he's like he does this thing and you see this the the cauldron bubbles and then this thing and it comes back out of it and they're like all right. Our uh, lease has been renewed for another three years. He says, oh, yes, here I remember he says to the, uh, he says to the, the, the priest says to the demon, go find uh, Chester and kill them and the others, right? Mm-hmm. So off goes yes. the demon, and you don't see him for a little bit. But they bring, Chester and Dragon bring back Betsy, and they, and they, try to relieve her of her fever or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she, she like clearly something's happened to her. The moment they turn her back their back on them, she resurrects like Nosferatu and goes apeshit mm-hmm. on these two. She grabs a machete and starts wailing on her. Wham wham wham. Goes what now, the yeah, hell? now she has now she has demon strength too. Like she is Oh yeah. She's kicking people, and they're going flying like 15, 20 feet. And she knows perfect kung fu at this point, too. Again, everybody knows kung fu. And so then the the fight drags out outside. These cars pull up, and it's Chiang Fat and, and his wife, Sue. And they grab, grab, they grab uh, uh, Betsy, and, they, and they, I guess they give her morphine, heroin. I don't know what they give her. Something to calm her down. They knock her out, yeah. And... His Without, wife, Chiang yeah, Fat's wife, just stabs her in the neck and with, with, with a syringe. Without and it takes five dudes to hold her down, by the way. Yes. First words out of Chiang Fat mouth is, "She has the black curse." Mm-hmm. How do we get rid of the black curse, you ask? Chris, would you enlighten us? You gotta go into the forest or into the jungle, and you have to find any animal that's black: black goats, black birds. Black bugs, anything that's black, because black that's apparently the parameters, the parameters of this curse. Which, by the way, Charlie Fat immediately recognizes when he rolls in. He's like, "I've seen this before. It's black curse. You should go find something that's black. I don't care." But we gotta, yeah, we we gotta. They round up a bunch of animals that are black. So apparently, the jungles of Thailand are filled with black animals just running around. And they have to drain them of their blood. And they fill it into this cup. And Chiang Fat says she must bathe in the blood of uh, these animals for like a day for the curse to be lifted out. So it's almost like she's having a cleanse. Like they drop her in. She's unconscious, by the way. She's been 
she's been like doped up and she's sitting and by the way this tub is also boiling for some reason too i don't know how i don't know what's going on but apparently anything when you're doing any sort of ritual the blood's got to boil like it's generating its own heat if if this was real like thermodynamics would have been accomplished years ago like 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 cold fusion would be a thing <laughs> just based on magic so yeah uh, so she's in this she's in this vat of blood unconscious just soaking in like a spot when we cut to the next morning by the way it is blood all gone it is it, look, it looks like a milky substance right yes she sees she sees our other hero uh biju i'm gonna yeah. hold on am i saying that right just saying her name baju 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 and she wakes up and freaks out and she goes who, who are you and you notice that her face has been half is half covered and yeah she's wearing like a cloak she she reaches out and and, and reveals she pulls her her, her cloak over and reveals that her half her face looks like Harvey Dent. It is burnt, it is crisp, it is you know, but the other side's fine. Yeah, it looks yeah. like it looks like she got grilled. She's man with a, she's man with half a face. <laughs> yes. Mm. Then we see we go it is later that night. Oh before before it's later that night, uh Banju sends Dragon and and uh and Chester for this side quest to go retrieve the Eye of Buddha, I think. Yes. Do you remember the exact name? I forgot the proper. Uh, well, I forgot the name. In this, because again, like I'm just again, I'm 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 transfixed by the dub on this thing, because <laughs> again, like the stuff that they're that's coming out of these people's mouths is in, is absolutely and like again, dialogue on par with Showgirls at times. By the way, I love Showgirls. Like that is a it's 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 an amazing movie in its own right. And the dialogue is so wonky, but you're like it, it's almost boring. Like you could not like a dumb person could not write, write this. A smart person. There's only it would take a smart person to make something that sounds this dumb but this brilliant at the same time. There is an art to to this. Uh, I don't know who people who were dumb in this when they wrote this script, but God bless them. <laughs> So yeah, so they explain if 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 both um, uh, uh, Bichu and Chester are to be alleviated of their curses, they need to retrieve the eyes of this Buddha that will um, alleviate them of their respective curses. So now we have our we have a quest. So they're up. So they're on their quest, but before they reach their quest, mm -hmm. we cut back to Chaiyun Fat's hut. Where mm -hmm. he is attacked by the baby demon sperm creature. We got to set this up because again, you want to talk Please. about so they somehow know this thing is on its way. Like they're 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 killing where Chung Fat is just walking around smoking his pipe, like he's pacing around, like hmm, yes, yeah, yeah. And then out of nowhere, the this floating worm demon barges in and he not not like oh my god like hmm like you've shown up and not uh his face does not change at all he is like yes you're the grotesque thing 
everyone storms in. This thing like lunges at him, he dodges, it hits this like uh this this desk that's set up with a bunch of crap on it and like plows into it and it's like like floating around, lunges at him again, and you find out that this they set up a trap for this thing. And like 20 people barge in and it starts like trying to it attacks a attack it unfortunately attacks an unnamed soldier bar, uh, barges around they manage just to do a children's fat wife gets a bag she has a bag and he's just like back it up like they subdue this yeah. thing and get it into this bag yeah. and then we just smash cut away back to our heroes on their on their adventure and they are at the feet. Like this, this whole sequence was just like, well, there you go. They are at the feet of the Buddha. They were looking for this Buddha has to be what? I don't know, hundred feet tall. It's like, Huge. no, it's not. It's it's at least fifty foot. It's they got to climb. It's a gigantic Buddha set. And this is an impressive set piece, by the way. This thing looks like it's life size. It's yeah. massive. Like you have to scale it. Like, yep. It's, they um, have to go up there. Yeah, to get the eyes, you have to climb. It's like Goku when he has to climb the tower to get the comics place. Like, you have to find so your way by climbing it. And gigantic. So they start climbing it. And hey, Chris, when was the last time we had a Kung Fu mm. sequence? How long? Has it been five minutes? Uh, It's been about 15, it's been about 15 five minutes. minutes. It's about, no, no, no even that. it's been about five and a half minutes at this point. Five minutes? You know what? Halfway yeah. up there? It's about time for another Kung Fu sequence. Dragon and Jester are spotted by some monks. Okay. Who appear out of nowhere. Like, they're halfway up, and all of a sudden, it, the camera pulls back, and there's all of these monks just, just sitting, like monks would do, on different portions of this Buddha statue. Like, And by the way, at this point, they got halfway through, so the Buddha's like, it's, it's like a Thai Buddha, so... He's got his palm up and another palm down. And Chester had like climbed into the hand and the hand fell. Like it fell over. So this thing yeah. kind of moved. Like it's got like spots. Yeah. Like it like it's it's posable. And all of these monks appear out of nowhere. And Dragon's like, oh, I know who these guys are. And he's trying to reason with them. He's like, look, we 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 don't have like sister motives. But the monks don't get they don't say a thing. They don't because they're, because they're monks. They're monks. They and apparently yep, their job they is to protect speak. this Buddha. Exactly. Yep. yep. Sure and enough, we get another we get a kung fu sequence on this Buddha. So these Buddhist monks are apparently supernatural of some sort because they move in ways that like they're they're like mountain goats. They're on top of this thing, moving around no problem. And now it's like uh, American gladiators when they, you know, when you have to climb the pyramid and you got the gladiators trying to throw you off of it. Uh, uh, this sequence goes for like two or three minutes, and it's just Chester and and Dragon fighting off these monks. They're throwing them off. The hand keeps moving. It crushes one of them like, like between like its palm. Uh, there's a, there's like. There's knives to come out. There's all it's it. Like, I'm not doing it justice. You have to see the sequence because this is this is the most Indiana Jones thing that's in this movie, and 
it's oh, it's when they're like when they... they're they're like 25, 30 foot off the ground. Like they throw one of the dude, they throw one of the monks off, and he falls so far he kind of disappears into the darkness. So yeah. they finally reach the uh, they finally reach the eye of the Buddha. They pull out the eye, and this Pepto Bismol looking liquid comes out. They are covered in yeah. bloody, I guess, pink tears. For yeah. some reason, this decapitates the Buddha. The Buddha comes running, comes coming, comes down. They they hurry down the Buddha, and like you said, this Indiana Jones sequence happens where. The head of the Buddha is rolling down, and the heroes have to escape for it. Have to escape. So, Dragon jumps one way. After, by the way, it's a great green screen sequence. It's head rolling, and they're running. They are running for their lives. And, the, by the way, the eyes are, like, covered in ash, but when they kind of dust them off, like, they're glowing, these, these glowing orbs. Like, that's what these things are. And, uh, so apparently, if you you know whatever these things are, will cure whatever curse you have on you. So the head's rolling. Dragon jumps out of one way, but Chen, Chester does not make it, and the head smashes into a wall. And you're like, oh, did we come this far to see our hero die? When I first, I'm like, this movie's just saying that to do that very thing. But no, he narrowly survives. Like he's kind of pinned. Between the the Buddha statue and the wall, with about maybe like three centimeters of space left between his nose and being completely smashed by this head, and chest, you know, Dragon looks and he's like, "All right," he's like, "Like he looked, he just crapped his pants because he just had a near death experience of being squashed." Kind of shimmies out, and that's when we see, that's when Dragon's like, "No, look, we you have to, you have to do, you know, take the cure now." So he cracks open the orb, and there's like this glowing stuff inside of it. And he takes it, and he's like, eat it. And he takes the, it's like another like like little orb thing inside, and he swallows it. And he's like, Chester swallows it, and he's like, huh. And Dragon's like, all right, you're cured. Let's move on. Because now like, apparently there's a time limit on the other eye. And this is an important thing, because we'll come back to this in, in, in a little bit. But in order to, uh, to cure the worm curse, they need to get this. Uh, they need to get this orb, like post haste. They never explain yeah. why there's a time limit. It's just a time limit, apparently. If you do one, you got you got this much. You got a, a like you got a short amount of time to use the other one, which we'll get to brings that. us to our third act, like the like the, the climax of this movie. They go down back to the village to the camp. And they and they see it's been ransacked. It has been looted, and the Foot Clan with the remnants have come back, and they once again kidnapped Betsy, and uh, but Dragon comes comes out, says we gotta go get him. So up they go. It is it is our heroes, and they go gotta, right back up to. I gotta give credit. Yeah. Go ahead. I gotta give credit because. This is one of the few movies where the grunts are actually competent. Did you notice that? Wow, yeah, like, you're right. The bad guys are fairly competent in what they do. Normally, when you have like an army of bad guys, they're, yeah, they're kind of idiots. The only other time that the grunts I've ever seen them be like this were competent were in the raid. Like, yes, yeah. I think, you know, 
Rama in that movie does slaughter on, but like they, they, they are not. They're all like they're all mini bosses in their own right. Like there's no. If this was a beat 'em up, you're you know if this was Double Dragon, you're fighting Dobo every with every dude. Every dude's a Dobo. He's beating the crap out of all of them. Again, it leads it leads some some you know credence to the fact that uh, yeah these are real bad dudes and they're good at what they do. So our heroes go up the up the temple and they are, are greeted by our our villain of the movie. It is Lord Aqua, right? And uh, mm-hmm. kung fu kung, kung fu ensues, right? And you and you think, all it's right, it's a two, good two. It's a two on one. It's a two on one fight. Let's mm-hmm. let's let's see this. Uh, Lord Aquila gets gets hit really hard. He lands on the sarcophagus of sarcophagus. Uh, but by the way, he had started he had started the ritual again. He had smattered it with blood. Yeah. And our two heroines are tied up. So we're going back to the flashback sequence again. So the ritual is starting. So the, uh, what you think is going to be a fight does not ensue because, you know, the priest gets, dumped, you know, he gets like kicked on top of the sarcophagus and he kind of realizes where he's at. And the sarcophagus, instead of blowing up this time, just gently moves to the side. And you see the skeletal hand come up, grab him by the face and drag him into the sarcophagus. And there goes our main bad guy from the movie. He gets he gets bested by his own by he, he you know he's foiled by his own uh by by his own plans. Like he was uh, hoisted on his own petard, if you will. But that's not the so, end of it. No, 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 no. So out moves the sarcophagus. It, it almost runs out where our heroes, and they're back into the pit where this all started. Mm-hmm. Then. Uh, out comes the Crypt Keeper, the ancient, the, what were they called? Ancient one? The, the old ancestor. The elder, old ancestor comes out and his tells from the Crypt form. He's, he looks, he looks like a skeleton with a D on. Mm-hmm. And you, and he starts transforming again back into the mm-hmm. Xenomorph Bat Monster. And now, here we go. Now he ate the priest, so now he's got the, yep. Yes. So now we get a full look at this thing, and it is... Wonderful. All the rubber suit gnarliness you want. Because the dude is it's clearly a dude in a suit. This thing is awesome. So it's got this giant elongated head. It's got a jaw that's that kind of opens up like a uh, kind of like a snake. It's got these two gigantic claws, like at the end on, on its arms, and it flaps. It flaps like this, like it. Clearly, the suit cannot move like its arms too well because of the uh, the bad appendages. Go ahead. Most importantly, it knows kung fu. Mm-hmm. It knows kung fu because it begins fighting. It, it begins fighting, fighting with yes. their heroes. And it beats it's... the crap out of them. Like it knows kung fu very, very well. And it's it this again. Everything we've described up to this moment is nutty, but this. This sequence that unfolds is art. I, there's no other way to describe it. It is brilliant art. This is this is this is that picture of of uh, Jung Ho like smoking, and he says, "This is cinema." This is that moment right there. This is pure, unadulterated cinema. And my our, God, is it beautiful? Our heroes are being beat up. They are getting their 
as handed to them by this creature monster demon. Mm-hmm. Ancient one. Well, who shows up? It is. It's Sue. It's Sue. It's Chai Yun Fats. Well, no, no, not uh, yet, not yet, not yet. No, we get we get the military dudes because yeah, right, yeah, our, yeah, yeah. yeah. Our, monster, our monster needs a body count before we get into the final final act. Sue shows up with this the sequence. military dudes. Yes, yes. So this sequence is insane. So they, they they're all packed. They're all packing heat. So they start unloading onto this monster, and they are filling it with bullets, and it's not doing anything. So this thing starts flying. It starts flying. It's doing the kung fu, you know, spin. Like you know, you get that low shot of the guy doing the the, the spin flip in the air. Lands on a dude. Starts flying. Picks a dude up with his talons, and drags him off to the ceiling and rips him apart. The the other soldiers come in. They got guns. It's knocking the guns out. It's ripping throats out. It is eviscerating all these souls. There's one awesome shot where it takes a dude, picks him up, and like breaks his back and throws him on the ground and then crushes his skull with his foot. That's foot-hand. true. He gets crushed off. Yeah. His head yeah. just collapses in this, this, this fountain of blood. And all the soldiers are just getting taken off one by one. This thing is jumping from the ceiling to the ground it is not staying in one place dragon and and chester are getting in on the fight they're getting their butts handed to them like this it, it is pure utter chaos and you're sitting there going like holy there, there's no way there's no way they're going to top this there's absolutely no way until they until until <laughs> less than less than 30 seconds later after the last guy is killed Mm-hmm. Sue Sue says, "Release the demon," and out comes and <laughs> the worm demon. <laughs> okay, hold on a second. Go ahead. I need to know, like, when I first saw this, I lost my mind. But that was a young, spry, twenty-five-year-old Chris. I need to know what went through Argan's head. When now you're in the middle of this movie, you're getting a monster fight after all this insane stuff happened. And now you get a monster fight. You're getting this giant, you're getting this dude in this giant rubber suit fighting this puppet that's floating around. That knows Kung Fu. I, I, that's the most important part that this creature knows Kung Fu. What went through your head the second the sequence started? I got up from my chair. I put my hands in my fist and yelled out, let's go. Let's go. I clapped. I, I praised the cinema God. I, I did. So this, this sequence is, doesn't, it, it doesn't last that long, but my God, is it glorious. Uh, if you now, love monster fights, this is the baddest, not, most nonsense fight. But it's the most awesome thing you'll ever see. At this point of the because, movie, yes. At this point of the movie, it's now becoming a great movie, and mm-hmm. it is now transcended into my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> this warm, and by the way, this warm creature f's up 
the the the, the, the xenomorph. It does like it. It is a it is an equal. It is an equal. This little puppet worm ghost thing is. They are going to town. These things are are just while everyone's watching this fight. These two monsters are going at it. This little worm thing is moving around like it's zipping back and forth. And every time it does, its little arms do this this like wave thing because you got to see this thing move as it's like going like it's like the little Zuni finish off. Ah, ah. And it, it lunges, it takes like a chunk out of the 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 back creature's neck. It bites the 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 wing webbing. It rips it apart, pulls chunks out of the chest. Like it messes up this monster. Like. Like and, not, and for a minute, it's got the upper hand. It's yeah. It, 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 it's dude, gonna do my, it. My words, I, my words do not do this scene justice. They do not do it justice at all. And this monster is just getting right. And you, you get this beautiful shot. And not only that, the worm thing's covered in blood and like chunks of the monster now. And this thing's trying to fight. It's like flipping back. The worm jumps back on it, and it's just. Going to town on this thing, and it rips like uh, pieces of its head off. And you're like, you're just you're like, and you believe every single second of it. It is the both the dumbest and greatest fight of all time <laughs> in cinema history. The 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 bat monster gets the upper hand finally because it catches it, and it yeah. bites this thing in half. Like it literally bites it in half and then tears it apart. But when we pull back, the damage is done. The damage is He's... done. This thing is jacked. Yeah. It is jacked up. And it's still going, though. Like, it lets out this roar. Its wings are, are completely gone. It's just tattered. It's bleeding profusely. And now they're like, everyone's like, oh, we still got to deal with this thing. Like yeah. an archangel coming down from the sky. In this is combat. this is Gandalf in the two towers coming off yes. his horse. Yes. Coming in from the cave. And he bears yes. with him. He bears with him the ultimate weapon. A rocket a launcher. Rocket launcher. A this is Barry. This, this is Barry at the end of Resident <laughs> Evil, tossing Chris the rocket launcher to take out the, the tyrant. The, he not not only comes in because he's up high because they're, they they're it's a pit so there's stairs. He comes in, doesn't say a word, just carrying this this was carrying this rocket launcher like it's nothing, and then just the because Chang Fat is the baddest BMF on the planet. Just casually like, all right, we're done with this. Launches a grenade, a rocket propeller grenade at this thing. Not even tell anybody, duck, get out of the way. No. Just zooms past everyone and hits this thing dead center. Boom. You know what it doesn't do? It doesn't destroy this thing. <laughs> this thing is still standing, but it collapses. Like it's like, oh, it's got this gaping hole. Just and there's that moment of like, it's what it's what Army of Darkness did best. You know, when the witch is like telling everyone, it's like, you will die, and she collapses. Yeah. And the guy goes in to put his hands, and Ash is like, "No, it's a trap. Get you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, get an eye for whatever." They they kind of lean in, looking, see this thing's dead. Of course, it's not dead. 
because why would it be dead? Jumps back up. Everyone stands back. Chow Young Fat, without even thinking, reloads. He has the rocket launcher reloaded. Fires one more volley. Everyone is within blast distance of this thing, by the way. And then utterly blows this thing to kingdom come. Like the, the, the destruction shot is like something out of a Sentai show. Where the yeah, thing just exactly. blows up. It's that static shot, and it just everywhere. Pieces of it everywhere. Just going all over the place. By the way, no one covering their ears. No one's like, oh, I'm deaf from this explosion. Nothing at all. They're just standing like, oh, well, I guess we won. Yeah. That's it. Smash cut. Smash so, cut. Well, hold on. Because this is where this movie gets much more like you're, you're sitting there going, what the hell? So now, uh, so now they have the other one. Oh, they have right. to give it to, uh, yeah, uh, they got to give it to Baksha. The orb's magic is gone. It will no longer work. So her curse is forever on her face. And they're like, wow, that sucks. What are you going to do? And she tells Dragon's like, can you still love me even if I look like this? Because now she's got her cloak off. And of course, Dragon's like being the man. He's like, I can love you, you know, any other way. And everyone, I'm not kidding. Everyone just goes, all right credits the movie ends on this note of this poor girl who did nothing wrong she was a victim the whole time she went out of way to save a, a man who she did not know who saved her from from sudden death and she is left horrifically disfigured and everyone is just like cool that's it the movie and credits start rolling there's no other like well, I guess the day is one. Maybe we, we can help her. Nothing. Credits. You're like, what in God's name <laughs> just happened? Now, here's the thing. So, when I early at the beginning of the at the beginning of this episode, I thought about there's uh, various cuts of this movie. So, I'm assuming the one you watch, the credits roll. There's this nice like dinner sequence where everyone's standing around talking. You don't hear a single word that's going on as the creds are rolling. Is that the one you watched? It goes into a party scene. You see Chayanne Fett and Chester in frame. They make a toast, and then the credits roll. But no, you have no idea where everybody is. Nope. These are the only two characters nope. that you see. You don't – go ahead. So that is the original ending of this movie. Okay. Like they have this little thing where they're like, job well done. And then in the, in the original version, it's in the credits roll. The credits just roll like the the even without that even even without even if you put that in there you still sit there going what you just screwed over this poor girl and you made no bones about it you had no not a care in the world you're like literally just you know you know you know you know toasting. To another job well done. To here's to another adventure. You don't get down the credit. You kind of down the credits, but in the original kind, like they just that's essentially what they're doing. Then it's credit. Either way, someone said we're gonna end it right here. With it, like literally the monster. It's like the end of the fly. 
when Gina Davis just shoots, you know, Jeff Goldblum in the head, and then credits, nothing. You don't get any sort of like I need a minute to process all the stuff that yeah. just happened. We need there's that is the ending. The balls on these people to give us this kind of ending is insane. It's absolutely bonkers. And you know what? Especially rewatching it now, there's no, I honestly can't think of any other better way to end this movie. You're just like, there we go. Suck you. Credits. Like, that is it. And that, everybody, is the seventh curse. Buddy. If you're listening to this and you've never seen The Seventh Curse, do yourself a favor. It's streaming. It's on Crackle. It's on Plex. Go watch it. You will not regret it. The fact that more people do not know anything about this movie is heartbreaking. I know horror hounds who have never heard of this movie in their life. I think part of it is because it is a foreign film. And I know horror fans just, they like their 70s, 80s horror, they, you know, they like their gore stuff. Look, I love, I love my horror movies. And if you can, if you do it well, that's fine. I even like my trashy horror movies. The thing I, you know, that's not for me these days is, you know, the, the gore porn. Right. It's not like Terrifier where it's just like, there's kind of almost no story to it. You're just at these aggressive kill after kill after kill like ah i need substance to it that's what this movie has in spades it has substance um we gotta talk about the people behind this movie real quick okay so this is directed by a gentleman named lang uh, lang lang uh, guy kai i believe i'm pronouncing that correctly um mostly people know him from rickio the story of ricky right so that gives you an idea of this gentleman's uh, filmography, of like what, what he's known for. But he actually has a very robust filmography. He was a he was a pretty prolific director uh, in Hong Kong for a good like you know. I, I'm looking at his filmography here. He started in '79, '75. <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> and. Oh, I know that. That's a cinematographer. He was also a cinematographer, so kind of like a Jan de Bont uh, kind of dude. So his first film was in '81, and his last movie was in '92. This man only directed for a decade, a little over a decade, but he managed to crank out one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen movies in that time. This is what I call prolific director, and he he did everything from comedies to horror to fantasy. Um, again, most people would know him from Ricky O. Uh, some of the other movies which, which we are going to discuss in later episodes, there is uh, The Peacock King and The Saga Phoenix, which are bonkers fantasy films in their own right. Uh, his last movie was a movie called The Cap. I bring this up because uh, Seventh Curse is actually based on a book series in China called uh let me head it right here it is the oh where do i have it um oh, here we are it is the uh the uh, dr yoon series so that that's the character's actual name in the original Cantonese. so it is a you know a series so essentially 
the way I describe this movie, uh, I hope you find this out. It's Indiana Jones meets Evil Dead. Yep, so that's, that's a good one. What I'm gathering is, yeah, so I'm gathering that's kind of what these books are about. I haven't really gone too deep into them. But Chow Young Fat's character actually has his own series, like uh, companion pieces. So kind of like um, how uh, um, Tom Clancy wrote uh, the, the Jack Ryan series and then starts spinning off like into Rainbow Six and all the other, you know, the other side characters. So the dark, there's the, uh, 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 the Dr. Wesley series, which is Chow Young Fat's character. Uh, he has his own adventures, and the cat is one of those. Uh, so the cat is what you could call a spiritual sequel to this, because it's the it's Chow Young's fat character in his own adventure dealing with a interdimensional cat in the demon that is following it. Um, this is a movie I've been digging for a while, and I think I'm finally obtaining a copy. But the clips I've seen are on par with the nuttiness of this movie. So um, after the cat, he just stopped making movies. I don't know what happened. When, he's still alive, too. He's only he's like 75 years old. Uh, but he just stopped making movies, which is a goddamn shame. Because the stuff I've seen of this of this man's work is utterly brilliant. Filmmakers would kill to have this kind of stuff. Um, he's done some Yakuza movies, like, or some triad movies, some stuff like that. Like, he was kind of like a jack-of-all-trades, if you will. So, we will definitely be deep-diving, because I got, because um, uh, right as the pandemic was happening, I'm like, we're going to be locked down probably for a while. I got a ton of movies. I got nothing but time. So, I found uh, a bunch of um, distributors that uh, sold, you know, DVDs of this because Hong Kong, the Hong Kong stuff is in a weird gray area. And a lot of this stuff is not available, was not available online, nor is it available like commercially. So they got some, I, I picked up some very clean copies of uh, some of his works and I've been going through them and like, this guy's the real deal. Like he is a fantastic filmmaker and I cannot wait, cannot wait Brian to, uh, discover the wonders and joys that I have discovered. That's the key of this show. We want to turn you people on to stuff you may have not seen before. And this is a movie that I have been, I have been trumpeting for years. I keep telling them, have you seen this? They're like, no, I don't even know what it is. I'm like, you have not begun to understand in just pure cinema until you've watched this movie. Like Ricky O. Ricky O is a fantastic movie. I love Ricky O. But Ricky O, I mean, it's based on a, a based on manga, and it's so cartoonish, and it's so over the top. Everyone knows that it's like a good midnight movie that a lot of places would play. This, some of this stuff surpasses that. I would argue that Seventh Curse arguably is a better movie than Ricky O. I will agree with you. Entertainment value. I so, will agree with you. Yes. So, I mean, it gives you every. It is a buffet movie. It gives you everything. It's got kung fu. It's got monsters. It's got gore. It's got romance. It's got TNA. It has everything. This was a move. I I dare to say I would. It'd be hard pressed to find a woman that would find this movie anywhere entertaining. But you show it to any dude, and they're gonna love it. So, the seventh curse, everyone. Um, as uh, Ariane said, it is it is shockingly like easy to find. 
but again, now, it still confounds me that more people have not have not seen this. So, um, it, again, just absolute joy. And the fact seeing a young, I think this was like Chow Young Fat's like third or fourth film. Like he he was, this was like an early role for him. Like this was like a it's like of him giving his prowess like out there. So do everything you can in your power to seek this 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 thing out because. As it is pure cinema. So it is my new favorite movie, and I'm positive yep. it will be your new favorite movie. So, <laughs> so please. We hope you enjoy. Yes. We hope you enjoyed that. Um, Arian, do you have yeah. a list in front of you what we're going to do next? Give people a little um, taste. Well. In March, a little movie called Shin Kamen Rider is going to come out. And that was directed by a man called Hideaki Yano. Called. His name is Hideaki Yano. But before mm -hmm. he did Shin Kamen Rider, he did a little movie called Cutie Honey. And Cutie Honey is based on a manga and an anime in the 70s by Shitaru Shinomori, who is also a. Oh, no, no, no. Who is. No? No. It's going to go. Uh, I think you're getting your common rider and your your kitty honey mixed up. I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. It was made by Gonaga. Yep. You got now. You he, yes. It's Gonaga. The cutie honey. Jamori did common rider. So that's right. That's it's a that's a Freudian slip. It's okay. So and, yes, the great uh, master Gonaga. So that would be the next is, movie. Yeah, Kiana's cutie honey is one of his first his first movies that he did on his own. Um, yeah. If you haven't seen it, now's a good time to go see it so you can follow us while we watch it. Until yeah. then, so uh, that so that will wrap up this episode of Common Kaisers. As always, you can follow us uh, online at the Kaiju Kingdom podcast on Facebook, on Twitter at the Kaiju Kingdom, and on Instagram as well. Uh, if you found the show, hopefully you found it under. The, we are under the Kaiju Kingdom podcast feed, so if uh, you're here on this show and you haven't checked, check out the show, please. We just put up a new episode. We're back for our 10th year on that show. Hopefully we'll be going as long on this one. I know. It's been 10 years already. We're at time gone. So, And with that, we will end this episode. So for myself and... Anya, let me, let me leave you guys with this. If there's anything that you take away from this episode is that everyone you know knows Kung Fu. Everyone. You don't know it yet. Have a good night, That's a great guys. way to go out. Have a good night. Later. Bye-bye.